Instructions for Getting the Road Ready for the King of Glory 4 David W. Palmer Luke 3 4-5 EMTV, Prepare the way of the Lord, make His path straight. 5. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be humbled, the crooked road shall become straight, and the rough road shall become smooth. We are looking at the Holy Spirit's blueprint for getting the road ready for Jesus' return and for His glorious manifestation and revival, awakening, holiness, and outpouring in the lead-up. We note that this begins with an instruction, prepare the way of the Lord, make His path straight. In other words, this is something God expects us to do. But thankfully, we don't do this in our own power or strength, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light, Matt. 11.30 KJV So the road preparations is not an impossibly hard or heavy instruction, it is a living word with self-fulfilling power that we obey by God's grace in the spirit and power of Elijah. The Holy Spirit couples the instructions, prepare and make, with the next statement that is more of a promise, every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be humbled, the crooked road shall become straight, and the rough road shall become smooth. This is the promised outcome of God's work in and through us. Our part, as always, is to receive and believe His words, to allow them to take root in our hearts, to nurture their growing there until they overflow in faith-filled confessions of righteous declaration. The inherent power and authority in those living words is Jesus at work on the earth. That is why the Holy Spirit's roadwork blueprint is both an instruction and promise, it has a responsibility that is ours and a magnificent outcome that is His work. Let's now look at the fourth part of God's road preparation plan. 4. Smooth out the roughies. Luke 3 5 EMTV, The rough road shall become smooth. John the Baptist applied this instruction like this. Luke 3 14 EMTV, Likewise the soldiers also were asking him, saying, And what shall we do? So he said to them, Do not intimidate anyone or accuse anyone falsely. The Holy Spirit underlines this instruction and clarifies it through Paul. Ephesians 4 29-32 EMTV, Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth, but only what is good for edification, that it may give grace to them that hear. 30 And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 31 Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and blasphemy be removed from you, with all malice. 32 and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as also God in Christ forgave us. Our Lord Jesus revealed that our mouth speaks from the overflow of our heart, Luke 6:45. A rough path from the innermost being to the mouth may reveal overflowing attitudes that are insensitive, abusive, unloving, or lacking compassion. From the overflow of this type of hard attitudes, the mouth speaks rough things. For example, at times you may say something to someone to which they reply, that's a bit rough. They are saying that they feel that what you said is insensitive or too harsh. A rough path is not suitable for the King of Glory's entrance to the world, rough expression cannot articulate the living Word of God, He is the truth spoken in love. James puts it like this. James 3 8-11 EMTV, But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unrestrainable evil, full of deadly poison. 9. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men, who are created according to the likeness of God. 10. Out of the same mouth come blessings and curses. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. 11. The spring does not pour forth from the same opening both the sweet and the bitter water, does it? James confirms the absurdity of expecting a heart that overflows insensitive, 
unloving attitudes through a rough path, also to speak the life-giving Word of God. You may argue that it is possible, but will people that have experienced the bitter water look to the same spring for life-giving sweet water? Sometimes, we speak too harshly to our spouses. Perhaps we treat people cruelly at work, school, church, or even at home. Some parents are too rough with their children, etc. Are you rough and insensitive? In the way you speak to your spouse? In the way you speak to your children? In the way you speak to your employees, co-workers, friends, etc. Are you rough and uncompassionate? One way to find out is to ask yourself, how do I deal with beggars? What about the way you treat, salespeople that ring about 6 p.m.? Other drivers, etc. Maybe it is time we allow the Holy Spirit to deal with this in our lives. Remember, God says that you cannot have sweet and bitter water coming from the same fountain. By God's grace and His holy power at work in us, we can maintain a continual overflow of sweet water from our lives, the type God's glory can ride on. The Holy Spirit is happy when we are kind, tender-hearted, compassionate, encouraging, and loving. Jesus said the problem we have with our mouths is sourced in our hearts. Matthew 1234 34-37 DKJV, You offspring of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of that which fills, and overflows from, the heart the mouth speaks. 35. A good man, out of the good treasure, collected in and overflowing from his heart, sends out good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure sends out evil things. 36. And I say to you, that every idle, non-working, unproductive, word that men say, they will give account for it in the day of judgment. 37. For by your words you will be, shown to be, justified, and by your words you will be condemned, pronounced guilty. From Jesus's explanation here, we can see that the way to correct what comes out of our mouths is to fill our hearts to overflowing with good things. That is, to fill it with God's word, love, praise, and gratitude, etc. If our heart is bursting with these things, we will have no problem with our mouth, it will always overflow with the abundant treasure of our heart. This is so significant and serious that Jesus singles it out as something for which we will have to give account. This certainly motivates us to tame our tongues. However, the Holy Spirit said through James, No man can tame the tongue, James 3 8 NKJV. This does not say that the tongue cannot be tamed, it says that no man can tame it. Thankfully, we do not have to rely on ourselves to tame our own tongue, for this, we have the Holy Spirit and God's Word. Together, they are the most powerful force in existence, an unstoppable force of holiness and creativity.